0: Thanks very much Brendan, well sales like the English Premier wouldn't be able to proceed unless you've got owners like Rupert Lee who is one of the most successful and biggest owners, everyone knows his colours in Australia and it's great to see Rupert out here at the sales, how are you Rupert? Yeah
1: great, thank you Michael, beautiful day apart from that little bit of wind as we said before but um, exciting, many people around, I mean it's pretty good for the sale, looks great. Do you remember your
0: first Premier sale, how long ago would that have been?
1: I can tell you, it goes back to about 1984. So I go back to um, Graham Campbell, Blue Gun, when they first set up. So we uh, were in partnership in quite a few horses with Graham, and one in particular was a horse called Raveno that we actually both co-bred, and uh, came out and won the '86 uh, Victorian Derby. So that's a good starting point.
0: It was a phenomenal starting point, and then the success has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, but you put a lot of time and a lot of investment into it as well. Do you come into a sale like this with a, with a game plan or horses that you're looking to purchase through your trainers?
1: Yeah, we do. I mean, you've got to, you just can't walk in and do a horse on spec. So you've got to have that trust, which is the number one word in anything you do in life. And I've got trust in our trainers, whether it's John Hawks, Mike, Mick Price, um, the Hayes boys, who are really doing an unbelievable job from where they've come from. But they're good. They do their due diligence. They do an enormous amount of work behind the scenes to identify what we consider the horses we're looking for. Um, they then give me a bit of a short list, and we come out and have a chat, and um, we do the bidding. And if it goes past what we think is their correct value, then we'll just let it go. And if, But one thing you've got to have in this industry is disciplines, and you can't get carried away with the emotion or the, um, you know, the action that's going on at the time. You've just got to sit back and make sure you're getting value for your dollar.
0: And, and that's important. So when you've got so many horses with different trainers, you run it like a business, I would imagine. What standard do you need? And then the turnover factor that you have with bringing new blood through.
1: Yeah, you've got to have those sort of disciplines because it is a business, there's no doubt. Um, unless we can get a horse that's going to win regularly on a Saturday or a black-type horse, then you've got to turn it over. But the good thing is that the horses we do turn over have all done very well, most of them. They go to places like the country or they can go to Queensland, Western Australia, South Australia. And what I love seeing is those horses come out and win races because people know that we're not selling horses that can't win. They're just not the standard that we want them to be at. So um, it's a win-win for everyone. They're getting cheap horses that we've paid a lot of money for. So um, it works both ways. There's a market there for people like ourselves and there's a market for people looking for those cheaper horses that maybe don't make the sort of level that we want them to make.
0: And you've got some nice, exciting young horses coming through. Uh, yesterday, prime example. Gee, Japanese Emperor, who you've got a, a
1: share in, almost looked like it was going to win at the 200 in the Guineas. Yeah, look, we had a big, big always had a big opinion of him, even particularly after his first win at Sandown. Um, lightly raced. I think what beat him yesterday was just the um, fitness in the horse. You know, long spell, second up over a mile, tough mile. He looked the winner at the 200 and just peaked on his run and... Um, exciting and looking forward and I know the stable had a massive opinion of him that's why when we saw the 150 to 1 early and then 100 to 1 we thought we better have a little piece of that so um, yeah, it's looking pretty good at the 100 metre mark. Yeah.
0: So where does he head to now?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, you can, you can identify races like maybe the you can go back to 1400 if you want to the um, Bendigo Guineas or to go north and chase some of those better riches like the um, Rose Hill Guineas Maybe find out whether he, de- whether he gets to 2,000 metres and whether he's a derby horse. But at this stage, he's an untapped talent, but um, exciting future. Another untapped
0: talent is Loco. Gee, he was impressive on Friday night.
1: Yeah, he was. Um, but once again, typical of um, the stable, very patient with these sort of horses, which you need to be with the um, say so you thinks, And they've always had a big opinion of him. But this might be one of those good stories because about uh, five weeks ago, we had an offer out of um, Hong Kong for him. They saw his two trials and they wanted him, and um, he failed that stringent um, Hong Kong veterinary test they have. We couldn't find anything wrong with him. We don't think there's anything wrong with him, otherwise we wouldn't have raced him, but um, we know if John oh, Mix always had a big opinion, so he came out and did what we thought he'd do. Probably not that um, impressively, but he, he really did show that turn of foot that we were hoping he had. But it's now good that we can now move forward and um, set up races like the um, South Australian Derby for him.
0: He looks really good. Uh, Have you got another name we should follow in coming weeks?
1: Yeah, there's a couple that John's got. um, A horse called Airman and Altivo, which is a um, horse we bought out of the Newmarket sale. There's a Yelling in England. So he's unbeaten in two starts in Australia. He's a young horse. And uh, they've both come back looking amazing. So if you're looking down the track a little bit, let's say late autumn, going into the... um, Queensland Carnival, Airman and um, El Tivo, too. Absolutely, too. Yeah.
0: And Al- Alan Kerr as well, uh, got their first wild card into the All-Star Mile.
1: Yeah, forgot about Alan Kerr, didn't we? <laughs> just, a, just a little cheapy. <laughs> um, yeah, look, highly rated horse. He's come here with an amazing um, track record coming over from England and winning the Gold Cup and highly rated. Um, whether the miles can be too short for him. He's been out there this morning having a look around Mooney Valley, the Mounting Yard and had a track gallop and he'll have another jump out during the week Um, exciting horse but I'm not too sure the mile will be too short whatever it is I'm sure there's a massive um, upside for him going to Sydney and races like the Queen Elizabeth Tankard big races up there so um, looking forward to a, a big autumn and spring with that horse but look you've got to keep your fingers crossed with these internationals they come over here with a great reputation but it's a matter of how quickly they adapt to our sort of racing conditions.
0: Uh, Rupert, good luck over the coming weeks in the carnivals, both in Melbourne and Sydney, and good buying over the next few days.
1: Buying and selling. Hope I'll sell more and buy less. Oh, OK.
0: <laughs> exactly right. Uh, Rupert, good to see you. Rupert Lee, uh, Leviathan owner, here out at it. the English Premier Sales on day one.